Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode six of the Big Chill Podcast, The Squid Situation. All right, boys. So um, as everyone who's listened to the last podcast knows, we got a big day of NHL hockey predictions, a lot on the line here. Um, but first, let's uh, go around the table and say hi. Uh, my thing today that I wanted to mention was it's now the 10-year anniversary of Frankel's maiden run. So that's pretty neat. First race. Want to take a guess at what the odds were for its first race? It was when it was its longest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I think it was, it was the, only the best time odds was, you could ever get. I think it was the only time it wasn't odds on even, man, almost. I'm going to say it was... I'm going to say it was about six to four. I, like would, I was exactly going to say six to four. Seven to four. Super close. Uh, but yeah, it won its maiden. Never lost since. And you know who it, it beat in that maiden that got second? Ooh, also ooh. pretty good trivia fact. It wasn't someone like Nathaniel or something? It was. Like Enable, Sire, Nathaniel. Yeah. Kind of going full circle with the colors, the silks. Enable, Frankel. All right. So how's, how are you guys? Um, I was thinking the other day, it's, it's really good that you've got kind of daily sport in August. Um, usually this is like the slowdown month. Uh, you, you barely get anything in Europe, but it's, it's great that you've got daily football. It's, um, it's been good actually. How are you both doing? Yeah, it's nice. It's, you're right. It's nice. Normally this would be a slow, slow period for sports and then it's the opposite now. It's kind of the busiest period of the year, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Champions League knockout stages, Europa League knockout stages. And it's also nice because there's not even going to be a, some slow period because as soon as all of this is over, the Premier League's back, NFL season around the corner, you know, so it's going to be a nice, nice few months. I guess the, I guess the pandemic was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. For a summer of sport. Sweet. Yeah, the summer of sport. It's like the summer of George. So before we get into the hockey, I thought this would kind of just be funny. Um, so we're setting up students are coming back on the campus and we have graduate students coming back. Uh, usually we go out and have social hours, things like that. But because everything that's going on, we need to stay via zoom and it's tough to, I guess, be interactive and chatty in a zoom. So we decided a good way would be, we would give some of the faculty icebreaker questions and they would answer them. So that way the students would feel, as them being more of humans and less as scary mentors. So we went through a list of about a hundred different icebreaker questions, which are all really shitty. So I'm just going to throw a few at you. Feel free to answer however you would like. By the way, scary mentors is a great name for anyone looking for a fantasy football team name or something. <laughs> all right. Here's one. If you could live in any sitcom, which one would it be? Well, that's tough. Is that one of your that's favorite tough one. icebreaker questions? No, we did not choose this one because we were afraid most faculty don't watch television. <laughs> Wait, really? That was the reason? <laughs> well, and like, I mean, to the I extent that they couldn't even name a sitcom, they couldn't like, get pushed to be like friends. Yeah, I'm, I think it would just kind of be really obvious ones for most of them. I mean, I, I would probably choose friends. I'm assuming that I get to, am I a main character? In this or am I just am I like am I just someone okay. existing in the background or am I becoming one of the friends characters like I'm one of the friends you won't replace one of the friends characters but you can be an additional friends character 
Okay, so I'm like Paul Rudd's character in Friends. Mm. So you're gonna marry Phoebe? That. I mean, I, no, I wouldn't be my first choice. Spoiler but. alert. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd probably choose Friends because it's because overall their life is like pretty stress-free. Not that people's lives in sitcoms are generally pretty stressful, but they've got a pretty nice setup, nice apartments. Never seem to be too worried about jobs, with the exception of Joey. But like money never seems to be a real issue for them. Life yeah. just seems it, pretty carefree. Yeah, they all have pretty successful jobs. I've never seen a group of a random six friends that all end up within three years having pretty high-paying, successful jobs like that. Yeah. Who who would be your best friend on that show? Within and the within the who's friends? your roommate? Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's your roommate? Your, who's, who's like your kind of like bromance or romance with? Um. I would say I'd probably get along the most with Chandler. Because <laughs> you're both neurotic? Be, yeah. <laughs> and sarcastic. And that's the thing is we might, is there might both? be, yeah, there might be too much of an overlap. So I might have to choose one of the others. So it's just not, just not doubling down on my, my natural characteristics. But yeah, I would say, but I think actually from all the male characters, I think I would get along with pretty well. All right. I've got a good one for Sam then. If a, if a movie was being made of your life and you could choose the actor or actress to play you, who would you choose and why? I actually, it's too on the spot. I can't think. And I'm almost panicking now. I'm trying to think like, should I go for an actor that just looks like me? <laughs> or should I go for something with like a great little fairy tale story? I can um, tell but- you mine. Eddie, do you want to guess what mine is? <laughs> I mean, you, the thing is, your selection has nothing to do with how well they'll play your life. So your choice is probably Matt Damon. It's absolutely Matt Damon. But that has nothing Ooh. to do with any aspect of your life. <laughs> and the reason I choose Matt Damon is because my grandma, for the longest time, used to tell me I look like Matt Damon. And we would even hold up pictures, and we look <laughs> nothing alike. No, I mean, nothing. I mean this and with the utmost. She still re- insists that I look like Matt Damon. I mean this with the utmost respect for to both you and your grandmother. But your grandmother had serious eye issues. <laughs> You should have stopped asking her if you look like Matt Damon and taken her to a doctor. <laughs> Which film are you going for then? Which Matt Damon film? Like The Martian? Oh, it's got to be Born Identity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, already, right? You've got to choose an earlier version of Matt Damon because he is quite a bit older than you, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's 20 years older than you. He's going to play the future, me. Yeah. So who's playing young you? There's a question. Who's playing yeah. teenage Frank in a movie? Robert Pattinson. Wow, what a wait I a mean, second. So early I, uh, you as Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> then Matt Damon steps in. It's like, wait, what happened to this guy? He got significantly shorter in his 30s. Oh my God, he must have got like hit in the throat as well because that accent has changed considerably. <laughs> They'll have to like write maybe that's, into Maybe your... that's part of the story. I like lose my height. Yeah, they'll have, to, they'll have to put some horrible accident into your life. It's like, oh yeah, when Frank he was a twenty eight, he was in this really terrible car accident in which his face was mangled yeah. but came out looking amazing. And it's he also of, his he lost his shins. It's one of those situations where like the face gets completely bandaged up and then they slowly unravel all the bandages and it's just matting. But I do like the idea that you would just treat your life movie like it's like when in the, when there's like sitcoms where they replace an actor or an actress like after season one and then they just never address the fact that the person looks different 
and yeah. within your own movie i like the idea that there'd just be like one scene where you look one way and then like next scene <laughs> it'll be like five years later little cut scene comes across door opens matt damon just walks in people are like oh matt damon's in this movie oh wait wait he's frank (laughs) all right sam i'll give you a different one would you rather live in the pouch of a kangaroo or have a pouch with a baby kangaroo inside it wait wait what why why would you want to live in a i mean surely they're both (laughs) weird but surely there's only one answer here. I mean, yeah, surely it's the pouch with a baby. Like, why would I choose to live my life in the I forgot to mention that the tiny kangaroos are racist. Wait, this is the icebreaker oh, at a university? Really well with Sam. <laughs> this is an icebreaker at a university. Right. Oh, I forgot no, to from, caveat how racist the kangaroo is. <laughs> it's from Alt, it's Alt, Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. <laughs> Alt-right Sam will have no issues with that. Alt-right Sam. Yeah. What website were you on earlier, Eddie? Trying to get some information? BBC. <laughs> What's the BBC? You're on Braveheart. <laughs> well, only because it was the link that was suggested for me, just to be clear. I wasn't scanning Breitbart. I did a Google search and they came up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Sam, we got to get you to actually answer one before we move on. Well, no, I just answered that, right? Because <laughs> it was really... <laughs> If you were a type of genes, what type would you be? I'm just surprisingly, I didn't realize there's so many different types of genes until my students. Named I mean, I know exactly what type Sam would be. There's one Any? type that just matches your lifestyle, which is, is like it, is it skin tight jo- skin tight jorts. Jorts. <laughs> yeah, I mean jorts. that's that's got you written all over it, just like <laughs> that end really high on the thigh. <laughs> I don't own a pair of jorts. Uh, I'm going. It's the most surprising information. What we got? Levi's. We got Wranglers. Let's go Wranglers. I I think those are brands. Those those are type. Wait, you said a type, right? Yeah, like Like surely a jean type, like bell bottom or like boot cut or distressed. Yeah, not not just brands. What about like, like, no, no, no? You know what? I like that better. Yeah, Sam the Wrangler. Sam the Wrangler. I'd just okay. go for like a, a really bland straight leg. Oh, nothing <laughs> about you. Nothing absolutely. about you is straight, Sam. <laughs> but absolutely no definition, just pure fabric. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not having that. No, straight you're not leg. having this that. Doesn't, doesn't work. Well, like gay leg. Oh. <laughs> is, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, gay leg might be a thing. Oh, Gay leg type of jean. So <laughs> Bent leg. Oh, you're thinking like, if they're skinny, you'd say like a carrot. That's what they call it, isn't it? Or I spray believe on. just our <laughs> listeners are going to have excitement for the second time because whenever there's live sports on and the fact that they get to just wait for the podcast to come out 12 hours later for the updates. So we're, we're doing this while Leipzig are playing Atletico Madrid. It's 1-0 to Leipzig at the moment, but Atletico Madrid have just been awarded a penalty. Oh, should we are, we, are we waiting? Are we building tension? Well, no, because I'm sure it'll take a while. I'll just tell you whether he's, whether he misses. <laughs> what a great commentator you are. I won't talk through the process. I'm just going to sit here. In I don't want to sit here in silence in case the there's, seemingly there's no VAR review. So, okay. All right. I'll tell you. He's, he's stepping up to take it. Goalkeeper's being warned to stay on his line. Actually, that's a good point because... 
on the um he's he's taking one deep breath he's starting his run up and he scored yes <laughs> that changes your yeah, it, it changes your uh, back from earlier it. frank <laughs> so one all with 20 minutes to go i'll keep you i'll keep you updated on any any future developments perfect thanks all right. But does so that, we... Speaking of in running, because actually there is an NHL go, game going on at the moment as well. Oh, really? And so um, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to very quickly just get into Sam's predictions. See so, who knows more about hockey. Just Sam, remind... a guy who literally <laughs> here. Just to, just to get an assessment of Sam of your hockey knowledge. Just let's do a little, a little quick quiz. Okay. How many yeah. teams are there in the NHL? I don't know why, but I want to say for some reason it's like four groups of four, so I'm going to go 16. Okay, close. 31. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. How, so, many, how many periods are there in an ice hockey game? Three. Good job. Correct. Although I feel like through powers of deduction, the fact that I say periods and otherwise like every other sport is like a half been quarters or, half. or a that quarter. Was, there was a logic in there. there there's how, a kind of clue in that fact. How, how many are players are on the ice? Good question. For each team? Five. So close. Five total? <laughs> five and the guy I forgot about? <laughs> five and a mystery player. <laughs> five and a goalie? <laughs> Wait, the goalie's on the ice, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> six <is>. total. <laughs> I suppose he's on like a patch of grass in like the middle of the ice or something. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be fun. All right. So do we do we put Sam the squid? Now we know. We've proven to our listeners, just in case they doubted that Sam was just the biggest British hockey fan in the world. So let's just British reset hockey. the I know scene a lot about of, British of ice what hockey. we're doing. Yeah. So, so this has all come about because in round one of the playoffs – Frank made a prediction. He gave a tip as, on a bet, picking four winners from four different series. Just who would win the series? He went 0 for 4 in that bet. And I, as <laughs> not I understand very close it, with only, one of them, only one of them did it, one of the teams even have a chance of winning that series. Yes. So kind of spe- went down spectacularly. And so now this is to test whether or not Sam, a person with zero hockey knowledge, or Frank someone who claims to know quite a bit about hockey, watches the NHL, plays in a weird roller hockey league. Plays. I've been playing since I was five. I've been playing yeah. hockey since I was like five, yeah. Listens to hockey podcasts, reads hockey news, really follows the league on a daily basis. Which one of them can make better predictions for round two of this year's NHL playoffs? I love on a sports podcast. We're trying to eliminate sports. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the stakes here are that if Sam beats Frank in his predictions, we will never discuss hockey again. <laughs> unless something absolutely monumental happens. And then even then, we may not allow Frank to comment. Maybe only Damn Sam it. and I can only Sam and I can discuss what actually happened. There is so much riding on this for, for my sanity. Could we talk about field hockey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll just we'll go field hockey only. Yeah. Hey, that's a niche so, podcast, right? So, all right, we're just gonna go quick and, fire. And here. why is it called the Squid? This episode. Explain to people who weren't listening to the last episode. 
I mean, I can't even properly. It was just basically he's like that Paul the octopus or whatever it was that was making the yeah, predictions. Such and, a bland name for an octopus, right? It was Paul the octopus, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Paul. It was just hilarious that this because it was Sam, a German octopus, wasn't it? Sam's it was in a like a German bland name for a squid, as opposed to like the squid. Uh, the octopus had German nationality or something. At like least that. Sam the squid has alliteration. Paul the octopus is just just a bad name all around. Yeah. That's like if you let a three-year-old name something. <laughs> what, you think a three-year-old would call it Paul? Probably, yeah. I wouldn't know yeah. a lot of words. It's a weird name for a pet. Maybe it's got like an Uncle Paul or something. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to just go quick fire. Sam, Sam knows nothing. He's somehow amazingly managed to avoid all NHL news in the past 72 hours. Yeah. So congratulations, Sam. Thanks. And I'm literally Maybe. just going to say the two teams in the series, and you tell me you just pick one of them right off the bat. You ready to go? Yeah. Full team name. So full team name. Yeah. Full yeah. team name. Okay, Frank, right. if you could just write down Sam's picks as we go. Uh, okay. All right. Series number one, Philadelphia Flyers, Montreal Canadiens. Canadians. Series number two, Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets are such a, are they in blue? I mean, I'm sure they have one jersey in, in blue, but they also have one in white because it's the way American sports work. It's too obvious. Uh, the other team. Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> yeah. I'm the other team. <laughs> I even forgot them. <laughs> okay. Series number three, Washington Capitals, New York Islanders. Capitals. Series number four, Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes. I've heard of the Bruins. I'm going to go Bruins. Vegas Golden Knights or Chicago Blackhawks? Wait, the Golden Knights? Yep. That's a fantastic name. Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights. Colorado <laughs> Avalanche <laughs> I saw or you Arizona? <laughs> Colorado Avalanche or Arizona Coyotes? Colorado. Dallas Stars or Calgary Flames? Oh, the Flamers. St. <laughs> Louis Blues or the Vancouver Canucks? The Canucks. Interesting. I actually don't think there's... So wow. just also, so there's no accusations of any uh, foul play here. Frank sent me his predictions before we recorded the podcast. Sam didn't get to see them. I actually don't think there's a huge number of differences in your predictions there's, there. There's only three differences in our predictions. <laughs> a lot is riding on those three games. Yeah. Which, so, which, which games? All right, so... We'll, We'll go through like series by series. So the first one is the Flyers versus the Canadians. Flyers are the one seed. Canadians are the eighth seed. You took the Canadians. I take the Flyers in five. I do not think the Canadians have a chance. So I, this is a big one because I am very against the Canadians in this one. Well, also for context on this one, the other thing to keep in mind, right, is that Frank made his predictions after a number of game ones had already been played. Not that those necessarily influence his picks. But I will say they did not at all influence okay. my picks. I actually had Easy these to say. before. Easy to say. Yeah, but, I, anyway. <laughs> but for context, so, the Flyers have already won game one of this series. So oh, the, chance, the chance that this but, is the one where Frank loses is unlikely. I'm pretty sure it was a pretty close game, if I remember. I don't remember exactly It was 2-1 for the Flyers. Yeah, okay. This one, Sam, you'll appreciate. This is have you have you seen the Gritty the mascot at all yet? Have you seen anything about Gritty? 
Gritty. No. Have you, Eddie, seen Gritty? Yeah, the Flyers mascot. The really ugly. So that so the because Philly has this reputation, they made a mascot called Gritty, and it's just like this hairy-looking beast, and it has like a rep, like a fake reputation of going around and being mean. Like it'll take the t-shirt gun and shoot people at close range with the t-shirt gun, and it'll like fake punch the other mascots. <laughs> it, it, like, it, trolls pe- mascot. it trolls people on Twitter and stuff. It has yeah. its own Twitter account, and it's just a massive troll on social. I can, media. I can imagine it's, like the interview process for that job being incredible. Like, are oh, you a massive dick? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really funny. And then about two years ago, they were doing a photo op. And apparently there was a 13-year-old kid with his father who went to get a photo op. And the kid was like hitting Gritty in the head a few times. So when the photo op was over and the kid walked away, Gritty apparently like ran full steam and cocked him in the back with a punch. Well, he's like full on. <laughs> I mean, and appara- I mean, uh, apparently no one else saw this, but the father filed this huge like complaint and then took criminal action. And the Flyers, they had no video, no nothing, no witnesses or anything. But apparently the story goes that Grady like <laughs> sucker punched this 13 year old in the back. And it wasn't just a sucker punch. He ran up like six feet and hit him. <laughs> And they took him to the chiropractor and he had, the chiropractor said he had a contusion of his back and all this stuff. It was really, really funny. I'll tell you what, you laughing about that was amazing. But then you started <laughs> laughing about this child having contusions in the back. And it changed the but, last I mean, change. it obviously was, like, I doubt it really yeah, happened. I mean, that's the kind of thing you go to a very friendly doctor because you're going to go to court. And you want to yeah, make sure exactly. you have, that's like, put the neck brace on just for the court appearance. But if you could get an image of what Gritty looks like, it makes it even funnier because he's basically just this hairy beast. <laughs> he looks a little bit like um, who's the cartoon? Who's the cereal box monster in the oh, UK? The the honey monster. He looks a little bit like the honey monster, but but uglier. If you could imagine such <laughs> uglier a uglier than the honey monster. But if you imagine if you got a small child to draw the honey monster, it would come out looking a lot like Gritty. There's Sam. That's what he looks like. I've the, just shared share screen with Sam. The eyes are an absolute nightmare. Like, yeah, because they're, they're, they're they <laughs> so that's the picture. Either. So here's the kid who got sucker punched in the back. That's... The other thing too, the kid is 13 years old, so he's in high school probably or close to it. I mean, it's pretty pathetic that you got knocked out by a mascot. <laughs> Wait, oh, you're going after the kid. I thought you were going to go the other way of like how pathetic of the adult in the costume to have hit a small 13-year-old in the back. But instead, you're like, what a loser this 13-year-old is because he got knocked out by a sucker punch in the back. By a mascot, which undoubtedly the mascot has inside of it a very athletic human being. So another good part of this was I think the Flyers released a statement that they didn't know who was in the suit. So it was almost as if Gritty the mascot was going to be arrested because they didn't know who was in the suit. <laughs> well, the police just raid the place and take away a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. All right. That's so that's the idea. first one we have different. The second match is Tampa Bay Lightning, the two seed versus the Blue Jackets, the seven seed. 
Uh, we both took the lightning in that one. I think I even took the lightning to sweep that. This was the one last year. Tampa Bay was heavily favored to win, not heavily favored, but they were favored to win the Stanley cup and they faced the same team, the blue jackets and the blue jackets actually swept them in the first round. And it was a huge uh, shock. So I think this, this time the lightning are going to, um, and for more context, Tampa Bay are already one one up in the series. Are you enjoying this, Frank? Because if I win, you'll never do this again. I know. That's why I got to at least do a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one is the Capitals, the three seed versus the Islanders, the six seed. This is one where we have differences. Oh. I took the Islanders based off the fact that their coach, Barry Trotz, was the coach of the Capitals when they won the Stanley Cup two years ago. So I think knowing his team, because it's a lot of the same players, and they play a really defensive, boring hockey, that I think they can beat the Caps. But whether they can hold down a Vetchkin, I'm not sure. Um, but I guess this would be a good shout-out to our number one super fan, Anton, and just to let him know that his Capitals are going to go down this round. So get your well, tissues Sam out. Sam doesn't think so. And for more context, again... The Islanders are one up in that series at the moment. I sent this pick. I had this pick written down before that game was even finished. No, no, let's and correct this. Fact, let's co- hold on. No, 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 no. Let's correct it, this. You may have you may have had this pick written down before the game was finished. You did not send this pick before the oh, game was finished. Sorry, so, the email. Well, just so everyone time. knows, I've got the I've got next week's lottery numbers written down, but I won't <laughs> show them. I won't show them until the lottery has been has actually you, been revealed. Because you've just got all forty nine numbers written down. <laughs> exactly, hundred percent true. But I, but both statements are lose. correct. I will screenshot the time this document was created and I can show you it was before that game had finished. It's okay, Frank. It's all right. That's a good shot. I, I've got a good shot with that one then. Yeah, Even that's a good one. one. Down, like, that's, that's a, shot. a big you're one. Assuming you're assuming they were up. Your, they were up two goals in that game too base, and then they blew it. Your Flyers pick is, is probably going to put you one down in the series head-to-head. This is your best chance to get back to one all. Yeah. And then okay. the last one in the Eastern Conference is the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the four versus the five. Uh, we both took the Bruins. I think the Bruins have looked pretty shitty in that round robin, but they're a really good team. I think they'll bounce back, and I'm not a huge fan of the Hurricanes. So. And, and the Bruins are one up in that series. Yeah. Yeah. Are that they? Kind of my, that was my logic as well, Frank. They are one up. Yeah. They won 4 3 in game one. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, then in the Western, we got Golden Knights, Vegas, against the Chicago Blackhawks, who beat the Oilers, which were one of my higher confidence picks of the last round. I did not think the Blackhawks would beat the Oilers. This will probably be the series of the round, I think. These are two teams that score a lot. There'll be a lot of action. Blackhawks have like a good mix of the old and the young. So they have two real good older players. Like you case. say old and young as if, as if there's some like 85-year-old guy <laughs> being wheeled out onto the ice. He's definitely a weak link. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, not like... Patrick Kane is like, 67. Not like experience. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, no, we still bring this guy out. He's been playing on the team for the last 45 years, but... It's like Paul Newman. Also go the other way with it. Just yeah, go the he, other way with it as well. Just a 13-year-old kid on the ice. Exactly. The kid Watch was, out for the, gritty. Yeah, the kid, that's why he attacked him. He knew he was going to be playing in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs soon after. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if the Blackhawks won, that'd be pretty sweet to watch, but I don't think it's going to happen. And neither does Sam. The Stanley Cup's that absolutely massive trophy, isn't it? Yeah, because it just yeah. progressively it's gets heavy. bigger. But, and, and uh should also say there that the Vegas Golden Knights are one up in the series. Uh, next one is the Colorado Avalanche two seed against my hometown, Arizona Coyotes, the seven seed. In this one, Sam took the Colorado Avalanche. I will have to agree. I think the Avalanche are too good for the Coyotes. I really wouldn't be surprised if the Yotes get swept. I would love to see them win, but I don't really see that happening. And, I think the Avalanche might win it all. And Colorado are currently one up in that series as well. Yeah, and that having series game, was... Having wait, won wait. game one, 3 zero. Did you, it was so, zero zero going into the third, and then the Avalanche scored three goals in a minute. <laughs> so, Frank, you picked all of these before these games. Yeah, supposedly. Okay. Yes, I did. At the moment, every team you've picked is one up. Yeah, this shockingly. But the- oh, Leipzig have just scored in the 88th minute. Atletico Madrid are in big trouble. Oh, oh, that that side. Look at that side. It, oh. it is a deflected effort from outside of the box. Keeper totally wrong-footed, and it has just floated into the middle of the goal. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, no, any, but most of the teams that have won were favorite. I think there's only been one non-favorite team to win so far. Two. Okay. Islanders. Oh, and the... I say this well, based guess... on what the series odds are at the moment, but I don't know what going into them. Okay. And then the next one is... Dallas Stars versus Calgary Flames. You took the Flames. I also took the Flames. I think and this breaking news good... here, Sam. Guess who's one one up in that series? <laughs> <laughs> that one, I, I I have that one bet from the start of the series, so I can show you that one. I don't want to see bets that you do at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> like the form <laughs> I've heard over the past like three weeks of this podcast has been diabolical. I've won two of my last three bets. Wow. About to be two out of four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going down to 50% after naught in 10 beforehand. Or <laughs> yeah, this, that would be an upset, the Flames over the Stars, but the Stars have looked absolutely terrible since returning. And I don't think they've won a game in like 11 games. And then the last one is the St. Louis Blues versus the Vancouver Canucks. You have the Canucks. I have the Blues in six. And the Blues are up. And no, 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 amazingly enough, this is the only series in which Frank has chosen a team that is currently behind in the series. So I actually think out of the three ones we differ, I would say I have somewhat of an advantage in two because I've got the higher seed in... One and no, I one, of the one up. You, you would you would argue that in I would say Frank is the advantage because you'd argue that in one of the ones you disagree on, you're dead in the water almost. Yeah. Like so. If the Canadians win, that would be a very big upset over the Flyers. So you're then going down to two other ones, and I think I have advantage in both of those. Maybe, but well, you you're, you are winning one, win. and I'm winning one. Okay. You're gonna need to win both of them to and win this contest I might that being said let's also be clear here if a random person randomly picking nhl series <laughs> if frank only beats that person by one series <laughs> I it doesn't be. exactly but what ha- to- but, or does it speak to sam's brilliance at picking when he picks six out of the eight 
series correct. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it does. Now, here's going to be the interesting thing. It also depends overall because the, there is a, there's a possibility here, right, that one of you wins this by getting only one series correct. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so yeah. so there is, there, there, it will also depend on how well you do on the picks across. But it, See, it also just has to be noted that Frank took the favorites. In, and that's in not most, a criticism. It's not a criticism. It's not a criticism in that uh, and there's nothing wrong if you think a favorite is going to win. Take the favorite. But I think I took two lower seeds. You took two lower seeds, but who are both currently ahead in the series. So in again, I did not take so, based off of previous. I'm not saying sport. that you did, but however, if you, if someone is trying to follow your advice when this comes, well, out, we should have released it, this earlier. Admittedly, here's the challenge: is is if they want to follow your advice, there are a number of games being played. Because tonight. I'll say then, if in that case, how you like to talk about your better value, right now the Capitals are probably a pretty decent value bet over the Islanders. What what's the odds on that? Um, I don't know. They would tell you what. So when this is done, obviously if you win, I would probably say considering we got five of the eight, the same. Yeah. I would probably say we should do this again. The next yeah, that's fine. Round. Yeah. That's the next. If, if Frank next wins, this was close enough that we now have to say Frank has to beat you over the course of the entire Stanley <laughs> cup playoffs. Yeah, we can do that. If he yeah, loses, we'll it's, if he loses, it's over. But, but here's the issue beat, now. The, oh, I guess it doesn't matter so much because it's just a new round. I basically have guessed a little. I have guessed myself into reasonable doubt, and now it I have true. somewhat of a seeding yeah. knowledge. So I, I'm going to improve. Teams are going to improve. You got to step your game up, Frank. Or <laughs> will you get worse, Sam? Which would just imply that hockey just need zero knowledge. You know, there's a situation here, oh, right, where yeah. we watch, the more you know, we'll watch your picks get worse and worse. <laughs> so our audience have to be like, oh, here's Frank. This guy loves hockey. He couldn't pick, like, a winner in a one-horse race. And then we got Sam, knew nothing, did okay. And then suddenly, suddenly it's like, oh, he started to learn a little bit. Now he can't pick anything either. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, the, so the big one that it might come down to is the Blues versus the Canucks. And you have the advantage in that one right now. So that'll be a good one. The Blues, but by the way, Stan, just to make my bet a little more confident, the Blues won the Stanley Cup last year. Okay. They do not look good right now coming back from the break, but they did win the Cup last year. And it also has to be said that right now there is a game in running, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are beating Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 at the moment. Really? We've both got Lightning, right? You both have the Lightning. Yeah, but but right now it is it is two one. Yeah, Blue Frank, Jackets. that's another way you can lose as well because I guessed five of the same ones, but if all five of those lose, yeah. I, I, it it's no change good. for me. I just guessed some teams and and didn't get any luck. But you you picked these teams and lost. So I think the worst score is definitely a worse reflection on you. Yeah. Oh no, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm here's sure. the reality, right? Based on how this went. Frank has very little to win now. Yeah, because yeah. now, now we've I, I got to go again. I set myself up for failure no matter what. Yeah, yeah you got to go I'm taking this bet. <laughs> we should well, you know, do I, this I'm, I'm happy the to other put way my, as well. I'm, I'm not nearly as big of an NBA fan as you are an NHL fan, but I'm happy to do exactly the same thing with Sam the Squid next week for round Ooh. one of the NBA playoffs. 
Sam, now, I, I think Sam basketball. has a slightly Sam has a slightly higher level of knowledge about the NBA than he did the NHL coming into yeah. it. Like there'll be a lot more name recognition on teams. That being yeah. said, you do not follow it closely enough. There are teams that will be really highly seeded that would surprise you for sure. Yeah. So for my NBA knowledge, I'd probably say I because rem- because my when I gamble on it, it's a very kind of in that moment gamble. But it's an in the moment gamble, right? You don't really have a context. You just know that that team is a favorite against that other team. You don't really. They could be the two worst teams. So yeah. I don't really have context of like how As good a team can is. understand sam puts a lot of research into NBA <laughs> <Yeah>. related bets. <laughs> no it was when we, it was when um you know when you and i were at university and yeah you so you're going back a decade then. here so all yeah. i can tell you is the teams that were good <laughs> 10 years ago are not all good now anyway so there's not just name recognition of i remember that team being yeah. good because it mean, is literally sam, 10 years i ago. know i know like i know for a fact like the lakers are good um, sam who does lebron james play for it's the Lakers, right? Oh my God, he, he knows, knows so much. He knows, knows he knows everything. And know. isn't it Golden State were like dominant and then have fallen off a cliff? Well, they had a number of injuries. Kevin Durant left as a free agent, and then Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were injured in the playoffs last season, and then have, have both missed. Well, Clay Thompson missed the entire season this year, um, and so they went from being arguably the best team to arguably the worst this year, but they will be good again next year because I'll have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry back and I'll also have a high draft pick. All right, let's do that. Okay, so Sam the Squid can do quite, NBA against it's not Eddie quite, as well. Yeah, it's not quite the same, but it's not far off. You've got a little bit more knowledge. I probably have a little bit less NBA knowledge than Frank has NHL knowledge. So maybe that evens out in a way. Hmm. Yeah, this could be good. Test his random picks. Yeah. I'm trying Sam, to think. You know, like, do, you know yeah. Laura, do you know Laura Brannigan? The singer? No. No. Uh, Why are we doing uh, random picks on her albums? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was just thinking about the Blues versus the Canucks. It's the song Gloria. Do you know the song, you know the song Gloria, by any chance? I, I don't um, I, Like the, what, when they say the, like the G-L-O-R-A-I-A? Yeah, I'm confused. Maybe. What What's the song... Because what's, what's, it was, it's just, it was the blues theme song last year. So if I win, I'm going to play that song all day when I see you. Okay. Just <laughs> not on the podcast because we don't have the rights to that music. <laughs> oh, then I'll have to sing it to him. Yeah, even that could be an issue. <laughs> We're running a tight ship at the moment. We can't be splashing cash on music rights. <laughs> I don't want to get sued by a singer I've never heard of. I'm trying to think of a way that we could do like Frank Uh-oh. doing... We could do like Frank doing like a European sport, but it's tough because like cricket, how do you just be a selection, right? You can't really be. You could, Frank, I guess... knows a decent, Frank knows a decent amount about cricket. I mean, I know you, he knows very little about county cricket, but he would still. I don't know anything ever... about county cricket. County you cricket might still be able to do some name recognition and you might, you might have enough knowledge of like, where do certain England cricketers play? I think you, you, when, if push came to shove, you probably know a little bit more than you think you do. Also, I don't Just know subconsciously. How... Yeah, exactly. And then at the same time, it's not like either of us closely follows county cricket anyway. So it would just be it would just be a bunch of people who know nothing. <laughs> it would be about everyone guessing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just sh- the podcast would basically be us for half an hour shouting out random counties of England. Yeah. And Wales. Thinking, <laughs> you, you know, cricket did just start back up. 
the Caribbean League. Oh, yeah. My, That's my, my favorite my, cricket league. Yeah, one of my favorite leagues as well. But no, uh, it will be interesting to, uh, to see what happens. So we'll, yeah. we'll obviously, by Tuesday, nothing will have been settled in the series, but a couple teams could be close to winning their series by Tuesday. Yeah, so. we'll have a better, a better understanding. How often are they playing at the moment? Like once every, every two other days day, or basically. Every other day. Yeah, like every other day. I like that we have only a few different ones though, because it makes it easier to follow, you know, like easier to track than if we had six different ones. It'd be kind of confusing. Like you're up on this one, you're up on that one, but I'm up on this one. With three, it's pretty good. And it's a definitive winner. There's it is no a tie. shame. It is a shame that Sam went against the grain on maybe the heaviest favorite. That's the yeah. only shame. That, that, but that one that's of the, what happens when you pick randomly. It is. It, it, almost proves, it almost proves that the squid has no knowledge. But it, it does. <laughs> I love how I have lost identity as this podcast has gone on. So I'm now oh, we were overwhelmed. You know, like the feedback to our podcast after every episode is incredible. But we were overwhelmed with Sam the Squid merch requests. Say it. We're like, should we call our next car the Squid? The squid. We've we've got a lot of a lot of a lot of things in in discussion at the moment, but I guess now we've been obviously talking about a sport that is back. Maybe gives us an opportunity. We touched on the college football situation in the last episode a little bit. That we recorded that on the day uh, when a number of uh, conferences and teams and colleges were meeting to try and decide what the future of well, what this college football season would look like. Um, and it looks as if college football will not happen, at least not at, not until the spring. They well, are saying that for certain conferences. For certain, there are a couple conferences still holding on. That seems unrealistic, but it seems maybe in the spring something would be possible. But then you just have to question if I don't even know if you're if you're coming back in the spring, you're ruling out any seniors, right? Anyone who or who would potentially declare for the draft at that well, moment in time why would you come back well um day the coach for ohio state he's said he's fine with going to the spring but he wants to ensure that they start as soon as possible in the spring so that those students or athletes could play before the draft and before the combine so that way they can get that last year to show what they could do and things like that. And he had even said that, you know, this could be something for field like Justin Fields and stuff, which again, we've talked about this last podcast. If you're that high of a draft pick, I wouldn't risk playing this year, but I definitely wouldn't risk playing in the spring when it's so close. If you you get get injured in the spring, forget it. No one's going to draft you. Well, I don't I know. Could, I wouldn't say no one's going to draft no, you because we've just seen with Tua yeah, yeah, that you're right. you'll get you'll get drafted, but you'll probably hurt your draft stock. Yeah, and yeah. also more to the point, it would just be even if it doesn't hurt your your stock, it's just the idea that if you picked up a relatively severe injury, it means you're probably missing the start of the NFL season. Whereas yeah. if you got injured in October, you have almost a full year to recover. So almost any injury you get that's kind of recoverable gives you time to be fit for the start of the NFL season. Whereas if you're suddenly playing a game in May and you pick up a serious injury, you're not going to be ready. You're definitely not going to be fit for like preseason and, and all those kind of workouts before the NFL season starts. 
Yeah, I, I just think the strange thing is that conferences like the Big 12 and the ACC are holding on to the fact that they are going to play in the fall. And I just don't understand. I, I, maybe you do, but is it really – are you – the big argument was, are they, would you be a national champion at that point? And I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to crown someone when half of college football isn't playing in it. So I guess, I yeah, guess, they would I be the, the national champion be, that year, but then guess is the there argument, a spring national champion as well? <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be the interesting one. I guess the argument would be that most teams don't matter anyway, realistically to the national championship. So you're, you're only going to be missing a handful of contenders. Now they might be really big teams that would have otherwise been, you know, up there in the, with the favorites, but it's not like, Oh God, Hawaii's not going to be playing. How could we possibly crown someone national champions if they, if Hawaii hasn't had an equal shot at winning as well, but you, who knows, you know, like Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones has come out and said that he's looking forward to the Dallas Cowboys playing their games in front of their fans this year. <laughs> Is is this the is this the opportunity to start a semi-pro developmental football league to finally get rid of NCAA football? If there was ever an opportunity, this is the opportunity. Do we have enough capital ourselves to start up oh, the a developmental three of us? football? Yes, the three oh, of us. No, really the, big, yeah, no, the big chill, the big chill football chill association, league, the BCFL. Uh, BCFA. I'm just going to say, well, no, we definitely do not have enough capital for that. Not until that SEAT sponsorship deal. Come on, SEAT. In which case, the SEAT Big Chill Football Association. Now that has quite the ring to it. So SEAT, hurry up. A couple but, of hundred dollars for those land rollers. <laughs> Get them on eBay. Yeah, exactly. If I sell all my <laughs> land rollers, we might have enough. But the, this, I guess you, you touch on a couple of interesting points there. So I've, I have heard that they're planning on they are already putting together some sort of plan where they're going to do like a 7v7 league for college football players so that they can still sort of show off their skills in a kind of l l less risky situation so a kind of almost like flag football league but it allows to show their athleticism and how they read the game the second thing is obviously the rock just bought a stake in the xfl yeah. So if you're the rock, is this when you're just pumping in the idea to a bunch of these players of like, hey, come and play in the XFL? I think this is when you pivot the XFL to be a developmental league. Like you already have a lot of the infrastructure in place. Make it the alternative to going to school and not getting paid to play football, but having rich white owners make millions off of you and pivot it and say, hey, now you have a league you can play in. You can make money. You can develop your talent. The NFL is still going to take you. You're going to get tons of exposure. Boom. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I think, I think it's be like, Hey, sell. look, have a, have a rich Pacific Islander make money off of you instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's way more, it's way more. A rich jacked, jacked yeah. Pacific Islander. <laughs> and if you don't want to play, he'll pin you down until you do. Well, but, but I mean, it's an interesting one, right? Cause he, and that's always been the goal. Whenever you've heard, heard people talk about what, sort of what's the long-term vision for the XFL or, you know, any of these leagues that have sprung up at different moments in time. Uh, the goal has always been to be the feeder league for the NFL. Like they, they understand that they're never going to become the dominant league football league in America. Like it's just never going to happen. 
So the goal has always been to be in the same way that the NBA has, I mean, what is now the, the G League? Um, that's, yeah. the, that's the long-term plan. And when you think The Rock, I mean, the valuation of the XFL based on where The, where the Rock invested in it is not worth a lot. So if there is a situation where they start to get some college football players going in there with the idea that if they play one year there or two years there, if they're younger and that they could get some sort of film so they can improve their, their draft and show NFL teams what they could do, then yeah, you could, you could kind of have the end of the college football concept almost overnight. How does, it, how does the XFL concept work? Because it's one of those things that I always hear like yearly that, not try to get off the ground, but it just never seems to go anywhere. And I guess you always hear it being talked about, but it never does anything. But is the premise like the same? Like you would create franchises? What what would actually happen with that format? Yeah, it's the same kind of basic concept. They have franchises. I mean, the issue with it, right, is that there's every two or three years, there seems to be another competitor. Like there was the AAF um, last year or two years ago, which was actually... Uh, client of the company that I work for and they went bankrupt pretty pretty swiftly. They didn't even, they weren't even able to finish their season. They just went bankrupt mid year. Um, the challenge is right. Can you get people interested in spring football? Can you have people? And the, the AAF was an interesting one because they had lots of former NFL players or players who had a realistic hope of making it back on an NFL team who were using it as an opportunity to showcase the ability that they still had. So there was a lot of talent in the league. People just don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, the more the more I think about this, this is. I would be disappointed if something like the XFL didn't at least try to do this. I mean, right now is such a good. You could just start pulling kids in, and once because the the issue is you need that first domino to drop, and there's no better time for it to drop where students start choosing a semi-pro league over college than right now you know you get those seniors in you get them and then next thing you know you'll get more and more people skipping school and going right to this developmental type league i mean it is a perfect opportunity i hope someone's doing it it is i mean i guess the risk is right there have been players in the past who have turned down the nfl or who've turned down the nba at moments when there were options to go and play elsewhere it's never aged well (laughs) Time and time again, it's been, that was a mistake. You should not do that. So, and there's the other risk too. It's like, as we all know, the NFL is very much willing to blackball players. If they do not feel that the XFL is playing a part, that kind of playing a role in the way that the NFL would find acceptable, you could easily see, hey, you can by all means go play in the XFL, but don't think you're ever going to get drafted for an NFL team anytime soon. Yeah. I imagine a clout would prevent that. So it's got to in some way conform to the, the kind of NSL standard for it to do anything. And I guess that's permanently restrictive, right? Can't do anything about that because the NFL is just going to screw you if you try anything different or do anything that goes against what their flow is or their intention, I guess. Well, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying you make it basically the XFL with college kids because then that's insane. You're going to have... 19-year-old kids running full speed, just smashing people on punt returns, getting CTEs and concussions when they're (laughs) teenagers still. But I think if you can pivot what the XFL is now into a 
more tame developmental focused league, like have an age limit, say you have to be between 18 and 25 or 18 and 23, something like that, you know, put those kinds of guidelines in. And I mean, again, it doesn't have to be the XFL. Or if you're 13 and you can, if you're 13 and you can win a fight against one of the mascots you're in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If Gritty owns you, you're not allowed to be in the XFL. That's the real move, right? They start a franchise in Philadelphia. Gritty is the owner, general manager and head coach. And he just runs the show. An enforcer. Exactly. And it's written in, and it's written in the contract. So once a season, you get sucker punched unexpectedly from in the yeah. back of kicker, nowhere. Kicker and punter as well. It would be interesting to see him kick. What's the X stand for? Extreme. <laughs> I don't know. Extreme. I think. <laughs> I think it might be extreme. It's wrong. Which is again why you can't have eighteen-year-old college kids playing in an extreme football well, league. When Eddie was talking about kind of like you know people running each other full pelt, I was like, well, surely it's extreme, right? <laughs> Don't give them helmets. Make it extreme <laughs> or painful or brutal. Give it an edge. Make it make it fun to watch. Get gritty. Just get a load of gritties on the pitch. Just absolutely go to town. But yeah, I mean, I guess the bigger issue, which is a boring one that I don't necessarily want to talk about, is the whole centralization of the NCAA and the powers they have over the conferences and how some conferences can opt out and others can't and what that means. You know, that's, to me, I don't think is the most interesting of topics, but I just think right now it's crazy to think you have two major conferences that aren't going to play and at least two major conferences that are still full steam ahead. It's going to make for a very weird football season. Yeah, and, and I mean, also a topic that's not really been touched on by whenever I've seen it covered, right? The wider implications for college sports as a whole, because obviously the criticism has always been college football players, you know, they make a ton of money off college football. Those programs make millions, if not billions of dollars. The players deserve to get paid. They play head coaches, you know, that are usually the highest paid in state employee, all those kind of things. But then there are a lot of sports and I'm not saying that college football players shouldn't be paid, but there are obviously a lot of sports, other sports within the college system that are basically supported and financed by the success of college football or the success of college basketball. So what implications this has for whether or not, I know that for example, some schools have already started canceling, certain sports programs i know that like stanford canceled a few so you know are you going to have these sort of more niche smaller sports that are totally unprofitable are they going to go out the window are people not going to get scholarships anymore all of these things those are that's you know a topic that obviously has to come way down the line and you don't know what the future of college sports of college football is but this could just completely change the sort of collegiate sports landscape and also just the American college system as a whole in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things there. So the first thing would be, they just released, I think today, a statement ESPN did that the power five schools, if college football is canceled, would stand to lose about 4 billion collectively. That the schools are taking that money from football, ticket sales, memorabilia sales, all that kind of stuff. It definitely will hurt the smaller sports because most successful athletic programs at universities are self-funded. 
I can tell you personally, the university I am currently at, we are in the negative. So our university kicks money back to the athletic department to sustain them. But most good schools, that's not the case. Like Penn State, Ohio State, their athletic department is paying themselves through ticket sales, stuff like that. But if fall sports are canceled, then how much money do you need to keep that fall sport going if they're not traveling, if they're not playing? So those littler sports might not be so much affected because they're just not happening this year. So I guess that's the other part we have to consider is if they cancel everything, then you don't have to pay for your plane tickets for the fencing team to go to nationals. You don't have to pay for, you know, all these different traveling and all, you know, equipment and all that. So, but yeah, I mean, they will lose a ton of money, a ton of money. Yeah, no, I think this year, obviously, they don't have to make those decisions. But next year when it rolls around and when they're trying to budget for, you know, the next few years, and then they start to think, wow, we're going to have this huge drop in revenue in college football or in some cases in college basketball, that revenue is gone. And now we've got these other sports that generate, you know, little to no revenue and are just sort of black holes for the colleges. At that moment in time, do you continue to budget for them? And do you continue to invest invest in them? That's going to be the real question. So one of the questions I was going to ask, if you had to cut a sport, Eddie, what's the sport on the top of your list that you're cutting from the NCAA? Oh, that's tough. That is a tough one. I mean, I obviously would depend on the school, right? Because you have schools where weird sports are surprisingly popular. So it might be an, I was going at it more of just a, a, from your general general. NC. Ah, it's off the top of my head. It's so difficult to, to even think of it. I'd have to think of a sport to be honest with you. I'd probably get rid of basketball. Wow. Just because my theory would be like most people going into the NBA are one and done. Right. So just forget about the concept of college basketball. And just either you're going to the NBA or maybe you play elsewhere. You have like, and I, that obviously would be denying a ton of people the experience of playing college basketball who will never go to a higher level, which is the vast majority of people playing, you know, college basketball. So that would be the shame. But if I off the top of my head just had to pick one that I get rid of, it's the one that in a way probably adds the least value. No more March Madness. Are you, are you even American, Eddie? <laughs> one. No more March Madness. <laughs> Two. No, I'm not American. Born and raised in San Francisco, as Tim always likes to say, but somehow not American. Yeah, I bet you were raised in San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. Yeah, I think that's enough COVID talk then for uh, this podcast. It seems like every podcast now we have our. Well, that's allocated. probably going to be a theme for about the next two years, but. Yeah. No, I mean, the vaccine's uh, going to be here next week. There's two things. Yeah, the Russian vaccine. Oh, the Russian there. one, yeah. <laughs> there's two things that I'll say about it, though. One, I do think in general, people, I think, and it's the way the news cycle works, right? People are so, they want to have a really concrete take on whatever the latest development is. And what, what sports, other sports have shown is that in a sense, if you are patient and you just sort of put together a plan, it is possible to come back and play. And I'm not saying in the case of college football, that will be the thing, but like there is this tendency at the moment that every week it's like, okay, baseball, baseball season's over. It's like, well, baseball's still going. Okay. No way. The NBA is coming back. All right. The NBA came back. Like no way they're playing the champions league this year. Okay. They're finishing off the champions league. 
Like time and time again, if anything, what it shows is these are obviously multi-billion dollar sort of leagues and activities, and they will figure out a way to, to have the sports play. Yeah. And then also have- like then talking about a sport that probably will be coming back. We already touched on it with Jerry Jones saying that he wants everyone to be, he wants uh, the Cowboys to play in front of their home fans this year, which would be great because I mean, what is that stadium? Like a uh, 90,000, hundred thousand seater stadium, just packed, having them all yeah. packed in. But the big NFL news from today is that uh, Kittle signed his contract extension with the 49ers five year, $75 million deal. So is, is a Kittle contract a big deal to anyone? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm curious about this. Is this just your news? <laughs> no, no. I think, I think, right. You have, the argument has to be that the two teams that are primed to make it back to the Super Bowl are the two teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Um, I mean, there's a solid argument for saying the Niners are stronger now than they were a year ago. <laughs> you are so ridiculous. Why? Why are they weaker? Why are they weaker? What? Well, they're weaker they, because what? because mentally they went into the Super Bowl thinking they had a chance only to get Mahomes in that second half, and now they're just they're devastated. You don't come back from being Mahomes like that. I mean, we we we. It's impossible <laughs> for us to say because there's no history of it. So so far, it's the first. They will team start Mahomes. the history. It's the first team Mahomes has ever beaten in the Super Bowl, so we'll have to see whether or not it's possible to recover from such a devastating blow. But they're saying all the right things. All of those players are saying all the right things. I well, saw they're not they're not doing the right things because the last time I saw Kittle got himself a halo tattoo on his on his arm, I think. So that could be the the biggest sign that they're in a straight nose dive down when you're getting halo video game tattoos it's a pretty big tattoo as well like it's yeah, not just I mean, like it a wasn't tiny his first, it wasn't his first tattoo in fairness well he has small arms so it makes it look big <laughs> wow <laughs> for a tight end he's got <laughs> tiny arms oh, wow. shots Brutal. fired by frank hopefully kittle doesn't listen to this or else he'll be flying down to arizona next week oh i would love to have an arm lifting contest with him if he wants, if he wants to do my arms day, he can come bring it on. I'm not scared of Kittle's workouts. <laughs> really? Wow. wow, the confidence! I'll put a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo on my arm, and we'll see who wins. Do you, okay, no, no the, the tattoo the, doesn't make you stronger. Yeah, no, yeah. Frank. <laughs> well, it doesn't make it, well. it doesn't make him better. I can tell you that much. No, but I mean that would be the risk, right? If if one day we ever get this to happen. Uh, you would have to get a tattoo of George Kittle's choosing. If what? If, if you, we just talk? If, he, if, 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 you you know, if you lose to him in this. Or if he off. successfully completes your arms day and says that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Like scathing judgment on your arms day. Sam, I got a question for you. What do you think is a worse statement of character? Getting a is halo this, tattoo this, on your arm or riding through Paris in land rollers. <laughs> I mean, you can hide a tattoo, right? If you're on land rovers, you're going to be seen. You can't hide like, a wheelchair on. Why do you keep calling them land rovers? I wish I was riding through I a multiple it land rovers. Also, 
you can hide a tattoo. You know, the other thing you can do, you can take land rollers off. They weren't permanently attached to my feet. No, but Eddie, that's part of the allures. You can ride them through the, the grass and through the sand and through the water. The sands you of can, Paris. You can, <laughs> you can wheel on water and land rollers. Let's not go overboard, right? We're, we're, I'm not going to have the na- good name of land rollers just dragged through the mud, which you could roll through the mud very comfortably on land rollers but i'm not gonna have <laughs> so you're not name. gonna have the name drag through the mud but you're going to willingly roll through the mud <laughs> yeah just to show how smooth a ride it is it won't be smooth people people you know the thing when you get in land rollers people will be watching you and they go like there's no way that guy's going straight towards sand there's no way he's an idiot he's gonna get caught in the sand he's gonna fall over and then you just smoothly glide over the sand people sometimes people faint if someone said to me, like, what is the worst thing, the shape in wet mud to get out? I would say a wheel. <laughs> so I'm really doubtful in wet mud. Land rollers could I mean, do anything except sink. I'm not, I'm not saying that you could skate over three feet of mud. Like, I'm not, it's all relative, right? That sounds like a backtrack. <laughs> it's not a backtrack. I want to, but no, I'm, I'm going for the, the halo tattoo. I don't it's think worse. it's bad. Yeah, oh, no, you don't think it's, it's bad. better. No, I think it's fine. It's better. I don't get. I just think having I agree. a couple of wheelchairs on your feet in a major capital city is just only going to inhibit your character. <laughs> I'll also say another thing. You guys don't know that I I don't also have a halo tattoo. Nothing would surprise me anymore, Eddie. <laughs> Whilst true, I'm really doubtful. Maybe I have a tattoo of Master Chief with his wearing some land rollers. <laughs> it scares me a little. You know his name is Master Chief. No, that's I mean, a famous, that's a really yeah, famous a, video game name. But also, uh, yes, I've played Halo. I mean, Halo, same with Kittle. Halo came out at a pretty key moment in my life key well just in terms of like your interest in video games and how much you're going to play it there's you know obviously there's games that come out now that just would not even sort of get onto my radar whereas a huge game coming out when you're in your early teens or whatever obviously all of my friends played it everyone played it it's a little bit of a different experience so what was the bigger experience halo or goldeneye Ooh, that's tough See, I never actually owned GoldenEye, so GoldenEye was something I only ever played at friends' houses. Did you own an N64? No, I didn't have a video yeah. games console. The first video games console I owned was the Dreamcast. Wow, that's a... Oh, we've talked about this. It's a very weird choice for your first video game console. And I loved it. Most underrated you, you console and, You and eight other time. people. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to agree. That was an underrated console. That was the first console with internet access. And you say, you say me and eight other people, Frank, but the only reason I don't still have my Dreamcast is because a bunch of kids broke into my parents' house maybe eight years ago, and one of the few things they stole was my Dreamcast. So that's how... how, that's how Wait, how do you know it was a bunch of kids? Because they, they, knew, who they, they, they knew roughly who did it. The police, so why didn't they get it back? <laughs> I let them keep it. You know, I'm that kind of guy. I was like, you obviously need it more than I do. No, you're not. You're like the gritty kind of guy that will go and sock them in the back of the head. 
Yes, agreed. You wouldn't let these children off. No, I mean, they would never get the Dreamcast off them and then throw it at them. They were never caught, but I, they knew it. They knew it was a bunch of kids who'd been causing like trouble in the neighborhood. Are you doing some Not sort of like? Was it was it East Philadelphia? Were they born yeah, and raised? Starting the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It was Will Smith. Will Smith stole my Dreamcast. Maybe it is gritty. It's coming full circle. Wait, wait, wait. So exactly. One Will of the Smith things... was wearing a gritty, gritty outfit. He came. <laughs> he went to my parents' house. He stole my Dreamcast. What I don't get here, though, is one of the few things they stole. So I'm imagining in a house, there's the usual things like televisions, you know, wallets, whatever. But they went for the Dreamcast. Well, I think there were no wallets there because no one was home. Um, and so, and no one was living in the house at the time. So there were no wallets there. But yes, there was a television and stuff. But I mean, it's a little bit harder to steal a TV than it is to steal a Dreamcast. Well, the other thing with, with Sam's point is I have to imagine your Dreamcast was in a box. So I think it was in a box in, in, in one of the few rooms they happened to go into. It's not like your parents just put out your Dreamcast oh, on yeah, like, the coffee yeah. table. Yeah, it was on full display for anyone who entered into the house. And they would make sure that when you came to visit, they would go, just so you know, that is a Dreamcast. Please don't steal it. Please don't steal it. You cannot use it. You cannot play with it. It is a it is a treasured item and it's just to be looked at. Virtua Tennis was fantastic on the Dreamcast. Virtua Tennis was great. Crazy Taxi was great. Crazy Taxi was fantastic. Some of the some of the Sonic the Hedgehog games were great. Overall. The idea (laughs) that like the little uh display unit on the middle of the console whilst i never totally yeah yeah, with the memory card then also you could play some aspect of your games on the go i never kind of fully understood that bit of it because i never used it for anything other than as a memory card but it was still a kind of ground groundbreaking concept right yeah but going back to your point, Frank, I'd, I'd say if you owned an N64, you owned Goldeneye. It was almost like hand in hand. For sure. And if you, Halo seemed to be a bit more, not out of nowhere, but it came so, it, it basically kind of defined that shooter genre when it came out. But I, I don't think there was that much fanfare to it. Um, it came out, everyone realized how good it was. And then the story drove how good the franchise has become. Yeah, yeah. I think I would definitely say Goldeneye, but I think N64 as a whole shaped a lot of my childhood. Between Goldeneye and Mario Kart, Mario Party, those were all classics we used to play all the time whenever people came over. We would play Mario Party like all night, basically. Yeah. I love that game. And you would destroy Who? your hands with the, with the joystick yeah, with when you were doing stupid, like the movement. That one. Eddie, who who did you used to be when you played Mario Kart? Oh, Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Or no, no, wait. <laughs> Donkey is either, Kong. Is it Donkey Kong or Bowser? No, I was either Donkey Kong or Yoshi. Yoshi had why, the most why? annoying sound. It was like... <laughs> that was really... That was impressive. That was a really good impression. Donkey Kong was... That was his celebration thing. Wow. What a hidden talent you have there, Frank. Fantastic. What else can you do? <laughs> That's about it. That's yeah. my icebreaker question. What's a talent that you have no one knows? I can make the Donkey Kong voice <laughs> from Mario Kart. Do your best Donkey Kong impression. Go.
Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. And I was still a big fan of uh, Mario Kart. Obviously, continued to play it on on other consoles. Mm. Used to play it in the office. My job before this, we used to play it, I'd say, like 45 minutes a day. (laughs) You guys in these startups. Must be nice to work for a startup. Ping pong, video games, beer in the middle of the day. To be clear, I have none of those benefits now. We don't have a ping pong table. We don't have a video games console. We've got none of that. Frank, you don't have beer in a day? And plus my office is my house. (laughs) No, highly frowned upon on a public university. (laughs) So my bet is done, huh? Madrid Atletico is officially out. Atletico Madrid are out, so PSG will be playing... Leipzig in the semifinal. Oh, that's an easy oh. route. Of course, PSG goes through. Hey, let's you would talk expect about that. so. You would expect let's... so. Especially assuming that Mbappe, who obviously came on as a sub uh, last yeah. night, you're assuming he'll be a little bit fitter, so he probably will be able to start. So uh, near was... full strength, PSG should be able to beat them. Yeah, that was the complete game last night, wasn't it? It was basically Mbappe comes on and completely changes it. You've got to feel sorry for Atlanta in that way because... They were completely toe-for-toe for for almost all of it until Mbappe came on and completely changed the dynamic. But losing like that, ouch. I mean, I think they had themselves to blame to a degree because they did just do the thing of gradually sat deeper and deeper and invited more and more pressure onto themselves. And just time and time again, you see teams do this and you just know, look, you're you're just guaranteeing in the final 10 to 15 minutes, PSG are going to have two or three very good goal scoring opportunities. And you're either relying on a brilliant piece of defending or goalkeeping or them to miss the chance. And, you know, as it turned out, in the end, the goals came from unlikely sources. I don't think anyone would have thought that those were going to be the players who scored PSG's two goals. And I see living in Paris, uh, Chupamoting has become this cult hero overnight, which is bizarre. Because he's terrible. He, he wasn't good enough for Stoke, but now he's suddenly. I was going to say, didn't he play for Stoke? Like, yeah, like a for year Stoke. Ago? Yeah, and he ba- he signed for PSG on a free transfer, and was he was basically to to get them into the. They had requirements over um, where a player was developed or his nationality, and so they they signed promoting basically to fit the the uh, squad requirements that they needed to have. So that was the only reason why he's really ended up at PSG. And he's done virtually nothing. I mean, I think the only PSG career highlight he had up until last night was he had that moment when he missed the ball from about, he managed to miss from two centimeters out or whatever he managed to do. Yeah, he sliced it over, right? No, he literally stopped the ball on the line. That's it, yeah. He's going in anyway, and he tries to claim the goal. And in the process, (laughs) makes possibly the best goal line stomp you'll ever see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I found a fun fact out about that. So Atalanta are the fourth team to be leading going into the 90th minute and lose. So excluding extra time, this is just injury time loss. Can you remember the games? In in what? In the Champions League? League. In the Champions League. Atalanta. Say it again. So Atalanta are like the fourth team to be leading going into the 90th minute, but actually lose the game 
and this isn't including extra time. So injury time is included, obviously, but it's not like a team scores one and then beat you in extra time. Yeah. This is like lost a game going into it. One of the games is really famous yeah, for the, a team Bayern, doing that. The Bayern United Champions League final. Yeah. And then the two others, one of them's pretty, you won't get one of them. But there's another one that's pretty famous. Was there a Ronaldo one? Where Ronaldo scored like two in extra? Nope. I seem to recall a team doing it. I seem to recall a team doing it to qualify not that long ago. Maybe three or four years ago. I seem to recall someone, and I and I can kind of almost picture the goals, but I can't ball- think of who the teams are. Your ballpark's probably close enough to warrant it. It was Malaga Dortmund. Yes, yes. Twenty thirteen. I remember where I was when I watched final. that. Go on. <laughs> I was at home us. on my computer. Wow! Wow! What a, what a story! <laughs> I thought it was going to be some amazing thing, you know, like no, oh, I was on holiday in the Philippines, so we found this bar. <laughs> no, but the, the best, the best one of those I have is, I remember watching. We were in Key West after one of my good friend's wedding, and we were super hungover, and we went to my parents also happened to be there, and we went to this bar that's known for their brunches, but you have to wait because it's super popular, so you just pound mimosas at the bar. Before it opens and we were sitting at the bar drinking mimosas watching England versus the West Indies in the T20 where Stokes gave up six 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 to lose it in the last in yeah, the, the last the, inning. The, the World Cup inning final. Last, yep it was, it, it, was, it was the T20 it was the T20 World Cup final yeah the T20 World Cup final yeah I'll never forget because even my dad was like oh England's got this right yeah 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 we got this they got this yeah yeah for sure and then we're watching on our little screen it's just like six ooh I don't know they they still could have it they still could have it <laughs> six Carlos <laughs> Carlos Brathwaite I think was the yep it was Brathwaite yeah, who hit the yeah. sixes just because you can remember it because of the sort of I remember the commentator being like, Carlos Brathwaite, Carlos remember Brathwaite. the name. Yeah, <laughs> he has, done, he has done, very little, he's done very little since that moment. But so, he was right. I would go on to remember his name. That was one of those I remember where I was situations because I was actually on vacation. And the, um, the final game was uh, um, Chelsea Bayern Munich. Chelsea Bayern Munich. When? Like 2004, I think it was. Hmm. It wasn't the year they won it because they, um, I actually don't know, truth be told, I I didn't even look up because they only, when I saw the stat, they only gave the matches. So so I know Chelsea, when they won the Champions League, beat Bayern, but. They beat Bayern in the final though. Yeah. And they beat them on penalties. So I I don't even, it could, to be fair, it could have even been Bayern that did over Chelsea, but. Possibly. um, Because, yeah, when they, they, uh, Chelsea did score late, Drogba scored from the corner, the header. But they equalized, then they went to extra time, then Byron missed the penalty, mm. then they went to the penalty shootout. Yeah. So, oh, we forgot my top five. I had a oh, hockey what's one Frank's? for us. Oh, okay. Top five. Enjoy so, it. This, is, this might be the last hockey coverage of your life. So make I'll the most you, of this top five. I'll give five. you choice. All right. You want to name... The original. Well, actually, it'd be better if Sam could do this. Oh, I have no idea if he'd be able to. 
There's no point. Six. He's not going to be able to name the original six. But he might be able to pick where they are. Can I guess no. the? Can I just guess the city? Yeah, I'll, I'll let that. The original. So there was the original six hockey teams that made up the NHL. Eddie, do you know them definitively? I know. I'd say five of them for sure. There'd okay. be one or two. And to be clear, Sam, they are all current NHL teams. They're still they're NHL not, teams. They're not defunct. So it's not some bizarre thing like it's the Boston sort of Blackhawks. So I'm going to go, I think New York's like a really easy one to say. That being said, well, there's the issue two is, teams in New York. So there's yeah. the Islanders and the... <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> it was the Rangers. For some reason, yeah. I was going to put Rangers as like baseball. Or the Rangers. There is a baseball. The Texas Rangers are, are a baseball team. Ah, uh, Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somewhere weird like Tampa. Oh, wait, wow. so hold on, R- real <laughs> quick. Second, hold on, second. Let's step back one no, second. No, no. Oh my god! You think when you think when ice hockey when they're like, where should we put? Where is ice hockey just naturally thriving? Oh, Sam, I'll, I'll give you a hint. This started in 1917. Just basically. think of. You can basically start off by saying, "Where is it cold?" That's a good starting point. Right, let's do or like 1940s, but some of the first teams were around since like the 1917. Uh, so there's going to be like a... So, so uh, stepping back, you had New York. The Rangers are one of the original six. Okay. It wouldn't Tampa be a Bay. Canadian team. I'm not going to go Bay for a Canadian is as bad of a guess as you could have made almost. Yeah. Not, not your best effort. I did say somewhere random. <laughs> um, Philadelphia. No, Philadelphia is not an original six. Washington. Washington Diesel. is not an original six. Now, here's a question. To, hold on. I don't want to say a Canadian Frank, team. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Frank, how many more guesses until he gets one right? This is now the, the game. How many? I say the next one he guesses right. All right, I'm going to go Chicago. Yes, Chicago Blackhawks are a hockey original six two. You might get, obviously, he gets another one right. See, uh, right now. Seattle. <laughs> Why you do that to me? Washington was barely even a state. <laughs> well, that's a little bit of a stretch. Why wouldn't Seattle be like a good guess? Um, well, Big they city, only just—they only just got an NHL team, so they, the Seattle crack literally a month even, ago. Yeah, we'll be in the NHL next year, but up until this point, have not had an NHL team. And oh, honestly, you didn't—you know—you don't know anything about the NHL, but. If you think of the trend, you're basically going to have. This is the only. I mean, it's a big think, clue. But think you're of where it's cold limiting, in America. It's like the north, the northwest of North America, because you also just have to think of the feasibility no, of travel. Northeast, sorry, yeah. <laughs> you have to think about the feasibility of travel here, which is like they weren't in in the you know they weren't flying across, taking like seven planes, commercial planes, to go from like play a game in Chicago to go and play a game in Seattle. But Seattle does now have a team as of last month called the Boston. Seattle Kraken. Boston is correct. They are an original six. So you have three. I'll even give you, we'll give another, we'll give a second shout out to a listener. And uh, <laughs> if you think of Phil, you should be able to get one of the teams, Sam. That doesn't help. He has shown <laughs> you this tattoo before. And- he almost always wears a hat from this city. I, I don't. I don't 
take notes. All right, we'll give you one like more that. hint. <laughs> there are there are Canadian teams. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go like um, Montreal. Montreal Canadiens are an original. Okay. So let's just give him. Ball. Let's just let's just put him and put him and the listeners out of out of their misery and just yeah. say the remaining teams that you did not get were the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings. Yes. What does Phil have a tattoo of? Um, he has the Detroit symbol on tattoo. Detroit Tiger. I think of the Detroit Tigers logo. The oh, D. okay. Okay. I believe. I don't know if that's just, but yeah, it's, I think that's what it is. The other one I was going to say was what five teams have won the most Stanley Cups? Yeah, I mean, first it would, we would have a similar guessing game for Sam yeah. going on. He'd <laughs> Can be like, you name it? The, the Hawaii. <laughs> Can I name them? Yeah. Uh, the Canadians. Our first. The... Um, You've slipped in so much NHL airtime on this podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, we just it's like love it. uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is technically fifth. Oh, you guys are not giving it to me? No, no, I'll give it to you because there's two ties for fourth and two ties for fifth. Chicago, so Black, Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah, they're tied for fourth. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs? They're second. Boston Bruins? They are tied for fourth, missing third. It's an easy one, honey. Detroit Red Wings? Detroit Red Wings are third, yep. And the other one would be the Oilers, where the other one tied oh. for sixth. Yeah, not bad. It's basically the original six, so. <laughs> would yeah. make sense. <laughs> that would make sense, right? Yeah, you would just pick the six so teams, yeah. So you have succeeded the top five, but too bad it's not a good bet like the 300 to one winner that hit yesterday. We should mention that. Did you guys see that? Well, today. Oh, yeah, it was today. Sorry. It was today, yeah. The first race at Leopardstown. 300 to one. Biggest winner ever in the UK and Ireland. Yep. Biggest, biggest price winner. I mean, just seeing a horse at 301 is unusual. To see a horse priced above 100 to 1 is very strange. So the fact that this horse has been priced at 250 to 1 on debut and then 300 to 1 in its second race, I mean, it's <laughs> just a, just the sheer combination of odds is incredible, regardless of where it actually ended up finishing. Did, did you see the race, by the way? No, I've not seen it, no. It, it actually ran a good race. It came on the outside pretty well, timed it really well. It, it was... Was it close? It's the classic, yeah. It, it just kind of went past the... I think the, the, I think the like official Ag- winning was Aquacool, Aquacool. Yeah, Aquacool, whatever it was called, the um, even money favorite. But uh, I was saying that what was funny about it is obviously when the opening prices come out, what is it, like 15 minutes before the off? It actually opened at 125 to one, which means that it was so not backed that it went out to 300 from 125, and that's impressive to go out another. Well, like it's also sad though, because that means points. 
no one probably bet it then. Oh yeah, it means there's maybe one or two tickets out there. Yeah, I mean, the thing you have to really bets, think the, the, the sad thing, right, is that there's someone out there and his only there. Well, I won't say his, his or her only loss in an accumulator is the favorite losing to a two to a three hundred to one shot. That's kind of hurt. Yeah, the other shitty part was the the manager had bet it the first race when it was what was it two hundred to one that two hundred fifty to one two hundred fifty to one SP in its first. Yeah, race. they bet some each way on it the first time, and then it raced so poorly in that race that the manager decided to not even throw like a five each way on it. It wasn't even worth it at this point at three hundred to one. I mean, you can't argue with it, right? Because when you it finished twelfth of fourteen in its first race miles behind the winners so there was no reason to think that it was suddenly going to improve by you know by that amount the interesting thing is going to be what is its starting price for its next race yeah and will it ever win a race again a thousand to one what do you do what do you do with it next because there's going to be eyes on it right and it's probably the price will probably be distorted because of it like money, not fake money, but like money because people remember that horse being 300 to one will pile in for it and it will it, distort it, its, its odds. It goes one of either two ways, right? Which is that it goes off its next race is like six to four favorite and that's crazy. Or everyone thinks, well, that's never going to happen again. So it's 300 to one again. What? Or it's the next <laughs> Frankel and it'll be like one to four, one to six, one to eight, one to 10, never loses. You could have got it at 300 to one. That was your lot. If yeah. it's 300 to one next race, do you take it? Yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I probably won't even notice the next time it's racing because it's racing in very small Irish horse races. It's got so a good name. Might, I, you might see the name. Yeah. He knows Maybe. no fear is a memorable name. It's not yeah. bad, but yeah, the chances that, I mean, I'm assuming it will race again in the next two weeks, probably. So I can't wait that, until, I can't wait until the big chill podcast horse goes off at 300 to one and wins for us. Big chill would be a good name for a horse. No, could, it's the big chill podcast. It's I'm looking to full sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do one of those race sponsors as well. You know, like they're off. Oh the yeah. Big, yeah, the, the well, two fifteen, the, the two fifteen from Spotify. Haydock is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we have the, the big chill pod, the, the Bilch, big chill podcast, Phillies and and Phillies and Bears hurdle. <laughs> you guys shoot so low. It's the big chill podcast, Darby. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because yeah. Investec have pulled out. So uh, there's yeah. there's an opportunity there. We've got we've probably got about a month to put that together. The absolute shame in these prestigious events suddenly turning into like sign up to Spotify big the big chill podcast like. Classic maiden. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> to be fair, there are worse names than that for um, horse races. You could go to like a really atrocious evening card at like Dundalk, where the money for the prize winner is like three thousand euros, and I, I don't think it would cost much to sponsor that race. I honestly don't think it would cost much to sponsor those races. No, because people obviously they do them as birthday presents and stuff, right? So, yeah. And I mean, I know obviously people could spend a lot on someone's birthday present. We could we consider that? I, I think there's probably other things. So just I think there's probably give, other things we might, no. might want to invest money in. Or no, no, sponsors. no. And I tell you what, my um, I know someone at Newton Abbott Racecourse, uh, so they do summer jumps, and that's kind of low level 
low prize money. I do know someone there that might be able to kind of like give me at least like an indication of how much it would cost to sponsor a race. <laughs> I like the big chill podcast, Philly is Mares. I'd rather have a horse before we're sponsoring races, just to say. I, I want to sponsor a card. <laughs> if we have a horse, though, it has to be the Big Chill Podcast horse. I, w- I would accept... Oh, yeah. well, it has I would to accept... be called horse in its name. Yeah, it has to be horse, horse, horse. <laughs> I, would accept, I would accept, like, the Big Chill Pod. Oh, but the why? Big Chill Podcast No, because then it makes a... it sound like we're like a sleeping <laughs> thing that people have at Google, where they go in to do their little sleep pods to get yeah. their naps in between working. No, it's podcast. Exactly. It's podcast. And then it, you'd love it, Frank, because that would, that would be what everyone thinks. And you love, like when the racing call comes in and they they're able to like use the name and so they would be like the big chill pod definitely not sleeping as he tears down the straight you see you'd love it yeah but you could also do like the big chill podcast gets up to the finish and is now the number one on itunes and in the dark oh, wait are we paying <laughs> off are we paying off the commentators <laughs> hey just uh, no matter where we finish an extra ten thousand pounds. Just make sure you tell people to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> just our horse dead last. He's sort of racing in some huge Group One, but it's like dead last instead of sort of <laughs> speaking about the winner who's just won some fantastic race in amazing fashion. They just go, "Oh, here coming in twenty-seven <laughs> legs in behind." Is the no, you know what we do. We get the horse into the group run and do like the Sussex stakes with San Donato. And we just tell the announcer like, hey, our horse is going to kick home like six furlongs out and just say, and here comes San Donato going for gold. <laughs> He's being ridden. No, no I mean, one else is off the bridle. Do, if, you were, if, you were, if you were imagining using it as a promotional tool, you would just you would just tell the jockey just just go for it from the stalls. Just be, go, be twenty lengths clear because it, it just guarantees they will have to say the name repeatedly. If you're looking for value for money as an advertising ploy, you definitely have to just be a pacemaker. Pretend this is a four would, furlong sprint. Yeah, you would be so, so three mile be, jump. You'd be so furious if like you were a punter who had no idea that that was the tactic and you were like, I like to look at this horse, comes out of the schools and the jockey is immediately whipping this horse. It's like a mile six. <laughs> Oh, you'd be, be, you'd so, be so livid. But the thing is, we could do like a live podcast at the race because you get the sponsorship like tickets as well. Even more. You know so what? We'll, we would... we'll extend it even further. We'll have a listener run. We'll have a competition for listeners. Whoever wins the competition gets to ride it. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets interviewed after. Yeah. If exactly. they're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to, actually, just before I was listening to uh, Barry Garrity interview he was going through his list of injuries it's insane some of the injuries that these jockeys go through and just the stories of how they get these injuries i don't know why you'd want to be a jump jockey it is sounds so scary it's brutal well definitely the risk from the flat obviously there have been some pretty horrific injuries in recent times in flat racing as well but obviously the risk factor for jump jockeys is significantly higher and you're getting paid less. Yeah, I suppose. Yep. You're still, if you're one of the 
top two or three, you're making very a very nice amount of money. I, I think jumps racing has more yeah. of a it has a um, more of a cliff edge to its like middle lower tier compared to flats. Like you, you've got like a lot of strength and depth with flat racing. Like you you are you also have the added benefit that you don't have to be as small. So they are roughly normal sized human beings. <laughs> so I could be a jump jockey. You'd be you'd be too you'd probably be too short. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Hey you have George Kittle. This is who you're gonna have to come on take on. You didn't know the reason why you can't do Frank's arm drills? Because he's three foot eight. <laughs> so the things he does with dumbbells are impossible for you. <laughs> Ever lifted a dumbbell that's taller than you? I would, I would never do a jumps race. I like. Well, glad you're ruling that to, one out, Frank, because I really oh, thought you. you no, no, no. I no, was a little I, bit no, concerned I mean, about who was riding a horse at one point. <laughs> what I mean to say is, I've always wanted to learn how to ride a horse, and I would eventually think it'd be really cool to get on a thoroughbred and just feel, see what it feels like to run down like a straight of a track on like an actual racehorse, I would never then say, okay, let's one up this and let me just do like two jumps in Cheltenham. Like, I would no love way. to see you on the back of a racehorse powering down a straight. I think you would shit yourself. <laughs> Next to it. I they're, would. They're no, what, no, I, 30, I, I'm not denying th- it. They're topping out at what, 30, 32, 33 miles? All right, listen, I'm not getting on Batash. <laughs> I'm not getting on the fastest horse in the world. I mean, I'm getting on probably an eight-year-old thoroughbred that's sitting in a farm somewhere. Why not? Why not set your standards high? Batash is about Because I might time. break Batash. Batash would break you. Don't talk silly. <laughs> We'd break each other. It'd be the perfect friendship. It's not the perfect friendship. That's not the perfect friendship. I'm really worried that I'm friends with you. Your idea idea of a good friendship is one in which you mutually exist to mutually assure destruction. Eddie, I've been slowly poisoning you every year I come. It seems to be a longer game. (laughs) Is it like one of those things sensing you? you. One of those things where you're like breaking glass up into my meals? Yeah, I've been six sensing you for years. You don't even know. Well, well you're, you well, have to friendship. look forward to because it's already happening. <laughs> <laughs> and right. you've undone it all by by confessing on an incredibly popular podcast. <laughs> you've made the authorities' job really easy. I was thinking with the um, sitcom. Would there be anyone that says Dexter? I mean, for starters, who's calling Dexter a sitcom? <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, you'd be like, oh, uh, Schindler's List, please. I think it's the people who would choose Dexter. <laughs> it's really like it's a, a challenge. Sitcom. <laughs> Schindler's List, there's some funny moments there. Yeah. I want to really push myself. I want to challenge myself in a sitcom. Yeah, I mean, what's the stretch of a sitcom? a situational comedy (laughs) no i'm just trying to think of like what's the what's the most sort of violent or aggressive thing that you could possibly call the sitcom i never really watched dexter so i don't even know if dexter had funny moments like is dexter like a dark comedy you're saying 
Because like Breaking Bad, right, became pretty humorous at times. You could call it a sitcom. So you could not a sitcom. No, you couldn't call it a sitcom, but there were definitely episodes of it that. But you could answer the icebreaker question as that. But for example, like Orange Is the New Black, right, gets nominated as a comedy show in like, yeah. Emmy Awards and stuff. Oh, that would definitely not be. My the Martian, choice. for example, yeah, but, was treated as a comedy. The movie. But the movie, yeah. Sick. Matt Damon. Situational comedy means that you apply things to your real life. Like, I don't think anyone is like watching Breaking Bad go, mm, yeah, yeah, that happens in my everyday as well. <laughs> well, I'm sure there are a good amount of drug dealers yeah, out there. There's a few people who will be. So as to be long honest as with you, people... I can't relate that closely to the, the life experience of Friends. The difference in the life experience of the cast of Friends versus my life experience comparison to the cast of Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad? Different differences are... Are not that far off. So you're saying that you couldn't, you're basically 50 50 between the two. <laughs> like, depending the on the character, living the character, with friends, right? having everyday jobs compared to boiling people in acid baths. Uh, kind no, of, I could be the, well, the son alert. with MS. Oh, come on. That's like two episodes in. <laughs> well, not everyone has started this series. Yeah, spoiler alert. No, I mean, it depends on the character in the series, right? There's some of them. Obviously, I'm being a little bit facetious, but like they're, the overall life of the characters and friends is like so unrealistic. I, so I, I, could think... more easily, I could more easily become a drug dealer in New Mexico than I could be someone living in New York in a relatively large apartment with my friends barely ever going to work just carefree skimming through life. The drug Eddie, dealer every day, every day I talk to you, you're living in Paris out at the bar every night in yeah. a nice apartment, in a really nice apartment. The more you said what you're saying, I was like, this isn't too far off. Not New York though. Oh, that's <laughs> the difference. The location. Yeah. Not New York, like, in it Paris. Was, the more you kept saying, the more I'm like, this is exactly what Eddie does. But he doesn't. He relate. has a really nice apartment that he, he should probably He's have. He's trapped. He's trapped. I don't. I don't live with any race. friends. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listen to that. And I don't have any friends who live across the hall. That is so the that, difference, I guess. You could. Yeah. It's just you're just a knock away. No, yeah. actually, no one lives there at the moment. So I would just be knocking endlessly. So then you have two apartments basically on your floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. You own your own floor. It's basically yours. You should just knock through. Yeah, I do have a private floor at the moment. <laughs> I don't live in a big apartment in a city. <laughs> well, on, on that, Eddie Lie, I think we can call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, you know, it's late here. I'll probably have to choose which of my many bedrooms I'm going to sleep in tonight and see which one. You know, just don't worry because you can just get up around noon, go down to the cafe, get some coffee, and start your work day around 3 p.m. like they do on Friends. Exactly. Maybe I'll, I have a private sort of lake as well. Maybe I'll just go there, murder a swan. <laughs> you also Why? actually have what? Why? Why? <laughs> what could be more friends? What could be more decadent than just choosing to take the life of a swan? I was going to say you actually have a really nice cafe right below you, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure uh, KB, 
coffee is quite uh, up to the standards of the Central Perk, but maybe. It's, it's pretty good. I've, I've once sipped it. It had a pretty good rating. Oh, don't shout yourself. And out. they don't have a couch in there, though. <laughs> the lack of no, a couch don't. is a real downer. It's all just benches. A funky hipster-looking one as well. Yeah. And it's not basically just reserved for me. <laughs> they actually did that episode, didn't they? You're right, Where Eddie. Had Your life is nothing like friends. Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. Thank you. All right, boys. Well, it's time for me to go and rebet my Atletico loss. Yeah, I'm going to follow the NHL. Re-bet, wait, rebet your loss. That's pretty impressive. Well, it's going to lose, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's already lost. <laughs> no, I meant yeah, the next going. one's going to lose. <laughs> oh, okay. Give me, give me 20 on Atletico Madrid. <laughs> yeah, I want to double down on this, please. I got a good okay. feeling about this one. Just to, just to uh, give an update, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets won that game 3-1. So that series oh. is tied at one now. Right after I said that I think the Lightning would sweep. Yeah, so that wow. was an instant Duca curse. This is... And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Duca curse. <laughs> Good night. And, um, <laughs> and also the Vegas Golden Knights and the Chicago Blackhawks are currently 0-0. That's going to wow. be such a good series. I might just sounds, go watch oh, it now. It, it sounds it. <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, I take that back. Vegas Golden Knights have just scored. <laughs> nice. Boom. Cool. All right, guys. Until right. next time. See you guys. Until next Sam, time. Sam, I think you should always be saying cheerio like you did that one episode. All right. I can sign out the British way. Okay. All right. See you boys later. See ya. Cheerio.